Uh-oh, let me check. Am I too shiny? Is my hair right? Is my, I don't care. It's BenjiCon 2021 and we're coming at you raw. This is show versus business Wednesdays, but for BenjaCon week. So what does this mean? Well, this means we're going to have a special little joint for you today where we discuss the show versus business background as opposed to our normal show versus business kind of thing we do every Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be having on my man Theo, obviously, with show versus business, uh, but... This time, we're just going to talk a little bit about the background, what the show means, why we created it. Think of it like one of those Comic-Con panels where you get the behind the scenes of the show, what happens, what goes on, how it came to be. Um, you're going to get a little creative vibe like that. Theo and I have been college, we're college roommates. Uh, he was in engineering. I was in computer information systems. We didn't hit it off right, right away, but... Within a very short time, you know, we were vibing, but it was one of those odd couple kind of things. He would go left, I'd go right, um, and it, it's uh, just been a great time, and it's a great example of how people can come together from, I don't want to say different backgrounds, but come together with uh, different points of view, different angles, and still find good, common, relatable ground, and that's why we work together so well now, so... He'll be on here in a little bit. And oh, guys, look at this. I done said my title was BenjaCon 2022. See, that's what happens when you're just making stuff. You uh, you end up in the future somewhere. So we'll have him on in a second. But if you haven't checked out the Show versus Business podcast, search your major podcast platforms, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Amazon has a whole podcast thing now. So if you're looking on Amazon Music, you can find podcasts there. Um, Podbean, I know some people like that. I personally like CastBox. It allows you to create a good little list of favorites and make your own playlist of podcasts. So when people are online dropping knowledge, you can go in and save You know who you were listening to, uh, where you left off. You can download, save it to a playlist, uh, favorite certain items. Um, it's just really good organization for for playing out your podcast if you're if you've got a lot of them that you're trying to keep track of. So that was me. But the crux of this is going to be about show versus business. If you haven't checked it out, let us know. And if you have, let us know that as well. We want to know what you think about it. We're going to be um, building out new content. We're going to be building out new new um what's up Theo uh, we're going to be building out new content we're going to be building out new um new ways of bringing you information uh, we haven't decided on exactly how we're going to do that but it's coming at you the content's good um and it's just a matter of finding the right outlets that uh that we want to work with this so let's see we'll get Theo in in a second right here bada boom bada bing yeah but yeah, the um, I would say that a lot of this comic stuff and a lot of uh, going forward with this wouldn't have happened without this guy. He's been a um, he's a family man, a steadfast worker. Um, comes from uh, Florida and California, kind of like I do now. So well, we definitely share that in common. And what we're gonna do in the future is see if we can bring some of the business side into a lot of this uh, 
this comic book discussion that we've been having. Like, you know, we discussed the Netflix streaming, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime and all the streaming wars, finding out what's going on behind the scenes that affects your favorite shows. We talk about, um, you know, all the the new ways that storytelling is evolving and changing through streaming, through the Internet, through the way trailers are produced. We get a lot of those things going on. Um, and we're always just doing uh, different things. And we're going to go ahead and bounce an awful from man, Theo. And if you have anybody you know who needs to needs to hear this, there should be a little share button. So make sure you share that out and let them know that we're on live now. With T Harvey 2012, Theo, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> I am doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, funny, yesterday I didn't put any lotion on, but I was looking all shiny. Today I, I I put stuff on and I'm I'm not as shiny so I don't know this whole this whole lighting thing and being in front of the camera I mean I'm doing it but I'm just like come on now this is something I got to worry about too <laughs> I know man <laughs> yeah just you know it's a new world man we have to uh, get with it so uh, man I'm happy to be part of uh, Benjicon 2021 man what's up yeah have you uh, checked out any of the other um, interviews or discussions uh, i will i will say uh i have not yet uh, but uh i, I want to check it out later uh when I, I would do some driving tomorrow but uh i'm sure they're pretty insightful so speaking on that what i what i uh, haven't done yet is kick them over to the uh, mr binge's add experience which is the actual podcast so you can listen to that on your podcast player as well so that'll be that'll be there um, working out the pipeline, so I, I'm getting all these these discussions, this great content, these interviews, this new front-facing person you see in front of you, getting all that rolled together. I even got a, I even got a new website thing. Wix wasn't working out, so now I called That's one right. of my I called one of my IT friends, and I'm like, hey man, let's I got to do this real. So we're about to make some a premium site that'll that'll just flow. <laughs> I love it, man. 2021, off to a bang, brother. That's right. So, start start this off. Um, I got I got to ask you a serious question. You ready? Uh oh. Okay. Uh, are you raw, or are you in the mix? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I don't know if you asked all your guests that, but uh, uh, no, no. I would, <laughs> I would say. Uh, Let's see. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, I, I, I fluctuate between both stages, but uh, I think right now I'm trying to get in the mix, right? I think okay. that's kind of my, my mode right now. So there you go. Do you want to explain to people what that is or you just want to leave it out there? <laughs> uh, well, since since uh, you're, you're, our, you're our guest here, um, we had this discussion a long time. I don't know how it came up, but we just started having this discussion about being raw or in the mix. So I actually gave a little description of it in one of my earlier ones. So I want to hear your point of view on the idea of being raw or in the mix. Yeah, man. It's just the age old question is basically extrovert, introvert, or, um, you know, the worker or the showman. And so I think, uh, you know, raw is basically that person that just knows his stuff, right? Whether it's encoding or whether it's, uh, you know, a, a director, or just someone who just knows the in and out, the technical details of, how to get a thing done. I mean, that's just 
raw guys, right? That you we we all met guys like that, just just a master of their craft, right? Whatever it is. And then there's folks that are in the mix. And <laughs> these are those, for lack of a better term, the shit talkers, the the, yeah. the marketing guys that just run their mouth. And for whatever reason, they always get into the best club. They always sit in their VIP. You know, they sit next to Bill Clinton taking a selfie. <laughs> they just so you know, they're just in the mix, man. I mean, yeah. so um, but we've in life, you know, you need both, right, to be successful because you, you can't be all uh, style and no substance, and you can't just be raw. And no one knows who you are. So, so I think we that that's the age old debate that you and I have had since well, wow, yeah, <laughs> over twenty years. Uh, <laughs> where you know where where are you in your your life, and it can fluctuate, right? But totally, I think you know we're all kind of uh, you know fluctuating between those are two extremes, basically. So uh, that's kind of how I look at it. Very true. Very true. Um, and before we, before we continue here, I want to thank everybody who's jumped in. Uh, Omar, DJ Byman, Sensor Med is in here. Ooh, Sensor Med's in here. Uchi Vene is in here. And my man, Hefe Hoon. Jeff uh, popped through yesterday, so we had a great little discussion there. Uh, you remember Jeff, right? Of course, of course, man. Love Jeff, man. Love Jeff. Awesome. Uh, Jeff is surprisingly a great balance of being raw and in the mix. He uh, he, he just kind of goes and does his thing, and you're like, wow, I'm not like, you know, he's not like standing up doing all these presentations saying how raw he is, but he's always getting stuff done, and he's not always running around with the big banner saying, hey, look at what I've got, but you never forget that he's there. So he's one of those examples of being raw and in the mix. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, I tend to, um, so I do agree with what you were saying. Uh, right now, I'm totally, you know, I had a epiphany. Somebody said at an art show one day, they were like, yeah, best artist ever. No one knows about him. And they just walked out the gallery and they were talking about somebody's art we were looking at. <laughs> and I was just like, hmm, yeah, all right. And of course, it stuck with me, um, probably because I was thinking about it at the time. But then later on, I was doing some things and trying to get them out there. And I started listening to Gary V, you know, uh -oh. him doing all his talking. <laughs> um, Gary V and all his ilk, ilk right? I'm not, not just him. But, uh, but yeah, I was sitting there. I was, I was sitting there and like, yeah, <laughs> all hype. I'm all, I'm all hyped up. I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah. I sat down and had to put down what I was doing uh, and said, you know what? I think I actually know enough right now and I'm out of balance and I need to start putting myself out there more. So that's kind of what led to a lot of the, and this has been over a couple of years where I've tried to be an understanding of how social media works, how getting out there works, how the business side works as opposed to the show side, you know? So I don't know, from your perspective, um, you, you've seen me going about doing my thing. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even know how I look doing this this uh, out there thing, but I'm trying. Go. I got a little lag here. So if you're listening in the comments, let us know if if you you think yourself or are you raw or in the mix? Are you more the show side or more the business side? 
Yeah, this connection is choppy. So um, Instagram does a good thing uh, with this IGTV. I'm not sure about how uh, how raw their engineers are, though, now that I'm experiencing this choppiness here. But right, hold on. We're going to have to have him come back in. You're back. All right, Theo says he's back, but uh, I'm not getting the, the feed there. Actually, you know what's interesting? I don't know how to kick somebody out. Anybody knows how to kick somebody out uh, so we can bring him back in, let me know. But yeah, um, so classic examples of raw dogs uh, versus uh, people that are in the mix. Um, by the way, let me know in the comments if you know what I'm talking about. Does that make any sense to everybody, the, the, the raw versus in the mix? <laughs> I know, right? Thanks, Jeff. Um, IG is neither raw or in the mix at the moment. Man. I tell you. I may have to cut this up as a as a comedy reel because this is like half robot speaking and it's still got all of your information buffered in there. No, nope, that's that. Yeah, I actually don't know how to kick somebody out of the room. How do I oh there he is. Boom. All right. I removed a uh, robot Theo, that imposter who was in here on Instagram chopping things up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Uh, Theo, if you're still listening and still on, obviously, um, you know, uh, you may want to, um, I had to restart my, my phone before. Um, we do the thing all the time. So I don't know if it's something with the connection, we can try that. And then you can come back and let us know about raw versus in the mix. But yeah, it's this classic uh, idea of something being, you know, working out the, the skills, the talent versus working on your networking and showmanship. So on the in the mix side, you you usually got the social, the people, the people who are a little more emotional. And on the in the mix side, you've usually got your introverts, your um, craftsmen, your developers, um, and your your people who are you know thinking about making a plan or doing math formulas. All right, let's get this back on here. All right. Yes. I'm back. You, you turned into robot Theo for a second with the uh voice. Oh so. man, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Jeff said it best. Uh, IG was neither raw or nor in the mix. So uh, <laughs> it was terrible. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> It, look. All right, so um, what were you saying? Because you were saying stuff, and it just kept buffering. Uh, shoot, man. Can you? Uh, I'm just trying to remember where I left it off at. I just said that you were always been a good mix of both. Um, does that make sense, if you will? Okay. 
And so what um, I mean yeah, by well, that is I, I I believe the same for you. Go. Yeah, what I meant by that was like, you know, I saw you go to your room in the hole and, you know, come out, you know, just do some hardcore coding, but you also ran organizations, right? You ran your presidents and you gave speeches and you organized, you know, hundreds of people to do different things. So I thought that was a good mix. And so, so to see you doing what you're doing now, right, you know, just putting yourself out there more, I think it's just a, a natural progression. Of and I think, um, you know, people got realized in this social media area uh, era, we have to kind of do more of that. And so I commend you. And as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm trying to follow your lead. I think uh, it's commendable, that's for sure. Well, thank you, man, thank you. And on the on the other side, you know, you put together some, some great uh, business moves, um, you know, doing things on your own and, well, with people, but kind of, uh, you know, running a business the way you, the way you do is a different level of in the mix that I don't, I'm not fully there yet. So, you know, I've worked with partners and worked with people, but you know, you're handling business in a different way. So, you know, we're definitely going to learn from each other. And, um, speaking of which, you know, just to let people know a little bit of who you are a little bit, let us know about sensor med. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Sensor med is a, uh, kind of like a telehealth, uh, digital health solution that helps patients and doctors communicate more effectively. So this is something I did that came about uh, when my uh, daughter was first born, dealing with uh, traveling to see doctors, waiting in waiting rooms for two hours, and then only having to see the doctor for five minutes. And, you know, I just figured, <laughs> you know, it had to be a better way to do this. And so um, at the time, I was doing video technologies, and I figured we could do the same with doctor and patient communications. And so it kind of evolved out of that. And so healthcare is definitely a challenging business to be in. Uh, you know, because you deal with a lot of uh, uh, laws around patient protection, uh, data protection and other things, but it's been fulfilling. So it's been a great experience and uh, definitely out here uh, trying to promote the business. Um, you know, so that's definitely, you know, the, the, my day job, right? But then, um, you know, I think you and I are starting something interesting um, in another area that just has always been a part of me when we to talk about like, you know, show, show business and, you know, how's relevant and how is it, you know, changing now? And so that's been a, a passion of mine for years. And so, um, so we can definitely talk a little bit about, you know, the podcast uh, and why I kind of started thinking about. Oh yeah, totally. It. I'm gonna get there. Yeah. I'm gonna get there. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm getting there. We, um, you know, my, I, I like to. This, this is gonna be a little more informal than our normal show versus business structured speech. Um, okay. Gotcha. Not speech, but structured uh, podcast. Yeah. So, you know, just, just kind of let it flow. We'll, we'll, we'll get to those points. Um, but when you, you, when you actually started a while back, I, I remember you talking about it and um, I, never, I never got all the full details, you know, like I didn't actually know, you know, about, you know, your experience with your daughter and uh, waiting in the, you know, in the waiting room, and I know that problem. That's like, oh, God, are you kidding me? I did all that waiting in only five minutes. Um, but back then, you also started a, you, you also started a podcast um, that was totally related to your business dealings. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so what made you, you know, want to do that? Yeah, you helped me with that as well. <laughs> Some of the first uh, logos there. Uh, you know, I, it just it just re reminds me of college. I, I got podcasting early. It, it reminded me of uh, we used to travel cross country uh, all the time and and be in the car with my dad. He listened to a lot of tapes. He was a 
a traveling sales guy, you know, and so uh, we listened to a lot of like tapes, like I don't know if you know Zig Ziglar and those uh, you know sales guys, and he would uh, and listen to uh, talk radio back then before it was sports radio. So uh, so I, I always was a big listener of radio, just you know, just by osmosis. And so when podcasts became a thing, I got it right away. I was like, this is just like radio on the internet, right? You know, so it's, it's like radio. Yeah but on the internet. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I just, I just got it right away, man. And so, uh, so I always wanted to do something with it. So yeah, I think what I did was around uh, at the time I was working with a large tech company called Cisco systems. And I, uh, you know, the big thing or what's called, uh, called cloud computing, which I think everybody knows about now because of the, uh, Amazon and things like that. And so I wanted to kind of talk about that. And that was back in what shoot, I want to say 20, 12, yeah, about 2011, 2012. And so just brought on guests and talk about technology and enjoyed that and did some some small podcasts, but uh, did it for a year, you know, about one, did one, one um, you know, recording a month, but really enjoyed it, man. And, um, you know, kind of wish I stayed in it at the time, you know, could have done some big things. I was yeah. early, early stages. It, it's not like it is now. It was uh, pretty raw <laughs> trying to get yeah. things up and up there on uh, iTunes back in the day. Yeah, I think you uh, you may remember. Uh, I don't know if you were around. You you were around, but I, I don't know if you ever jumped in on any of our Comic Con recordings. I can't remember if you did or not. I remember I did uh, do one of them. It's still on YouTube out there where uh, I was there live. You did uh, something at Invent, and we had a panel discussion. Uh, back in the A-Bit, you know, Qubit days when you guys would go around and speak to folks. But, uh, I, and I think I did one, one, I think I did one or two, like uh, a couple years later, but yeah, I remember a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was definitely raw back then. Um, I remember, cause we, you know, we were, we were cutting edge, you know, just trying stuff and putting together the XML files so that iTunes could read it. Um, but I, I definitely, what happened was I had all the data, right, on my computer, and I had a backup hard drive, and I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and then I actually had a separate backup hard drive. You know, so I had two backup hard drives in my computer that had all, this, all these podcasts on it that we recorded. And then um, at one point, I was like, you know what? I need to transfer a bunch of these movie files because I was trying to take my entire DVD collection and move it to digital. So I was like, all right, I need space. I'm going to wipe off one of these hard drives. So I wiped off one of my hard drives. Then my, my computer fails. So I'm like, oh man, computer's about to fail. I should copy all this stuff over to the backup drive just to make sure. So I start copying it over and, uh, you know, it says it copied fine. I'm like, cool. All right. So let me get a new computer, got my new computer. Then I go back to the backup drive and uh -oh. it's just busted. I'm like, oh, it's all corrupt. <laughs> what happened? So, so now I got a bunch of DVDs ripped to one hard drive, a corrupted drive, and then my computer, the one that was attached to my computer was all, you know, it was just kind of busted. I, I It was uh, failing on me. So I was like, man, oh, well, nothing on there was very important. Months later, I realized, like, oh, crap, the podcast were on there. <laughs> and then, yeah, so. Oh, Ben. Most, oh, no. most of those old podcasts are are gone in the internet somewhere. But, yeah, that's we, we didn't have, like, a, 
we didn't have like a, a cloud hosting solution, you know. I had to have it on some FTP server somewhere. And um, yeah, uh, the I was using Yahoo as my hosting at the time. And, you know, they they only keep backups if you flag them specially for them to keep them. So yeah, it became a thing. Sorry. But that's no, that no. story. <laughs> now, well, like, I think I was, I was. I think when I started, they had uh, there was some cloud version of hosting where you could host your uh, podcast. So I was a little bit, you know, not cutting edge, but at the early stages of some cloud hosting sites that uh, had a way you could hold your podcast, but you had to pay monthly to keep it active. But uh, but yeah, I can imagine. Well, thank God it wasn't Bitcoin, right? You know, <laughs> so I think you've been really pissed. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah right um okay so you're you're doing uh the podcasting thing you've got the radio vibe going on um it's it's taking you into this this new era did you expect podcasts to get where they are now because now it's a thing hmm. i kind of did when i saw like um because i start listening to them way more like Right at the time I started doing podcasts, I, I, I you know, um, I don't know if you know, like Bill Simmons, he used to be on ESPN. He has a mm-hmm. whole network in sports. Um, and then I used to listen to a lot of TV podcasts, right, just to kind of do recaps because, you know, I had no one else to talk to about this stuff. So I wanted to listen to the latest, like, you know, Breaking Bad, you know, Breakdown or something like that via podcast. So those are my early, you know, forays into it. And then, uh, but yeah. when they start having guests on there, I was like, okay, this is going to be big, you know, because... Um, I think that's when I said, okay, this is, you know, especially if you have, you know, headphones, like I'm wearing wireless headphones now, you know, they'll start to, you know, I think Beats by Dre start to become more prevalent. And so you're starting to see people having headphones in more often um, when they're running, jogging, working out. So it's just a matter of time before they become more relevant. But uh, I mean, so I thought it was, it had potential. The challenge was, you know, how you monetize it. Right. And I think, um, so this is, you know, the business side of it. Mm-hmm advertising right which is still early stages and you know so people reading copy was always the beginning stages of that which to be honest with you in over what 10 years or so it's been like this they haven't really changed the model too much so that i think that they're trying to change that up with some subscription-based stuff but uh so 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 to answer your question is that uh i saw there was potential there right i just didn't know you know how big it could become but it seems like to your point everybody and their mama has a po- podcast now or youtube channel and so this this is different voices out there now. Yeah, totally. Now, uh, so everybody and their mama's um, making podcasts. We're all becoming our own media outlets and channels. Um, And I think you can't, I'm not sure why exactly, but you came to me with the whole show versus business idea and what what made you kind of stop and say, you know what, let's go ahead and make this a show? Oh, God. Oh, God. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the show versus business thing. Um, what made you decide to stop and say, you know what, let me do this podcast? Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, number one, I think, you know, if you're going to do something like this and, you know, quote, unquote, the entertainment just, you know, or just anything, you know, should be, it starts from a sense of, you know, passion, because 
I do believe it's got to be something that's going to be easy for you to do. And this is something that I've always, you know, been interested in. I always watch, listen to stuff on YouTube, IGN. I used to read Deadline. I still do. You know, just just curious about where all this is going, right? And I guess um, so. At the time, it was you know twenty into twenty twenty, right? We just did a massive. A lot of changes were happening in the entertainment in industry, right? Uh, with the pandemic, you know, movie theaters were getting, you know, basically were closed. Streaming was becoming more prevalent. Um, we saw YouTube influencers make, you know, millions of dollars, right? You know, instead of just thousands of dollars. We saw content creators become more relevant, um, influencers become more relevant. And so I said, hey, you know what? This is a good inflection point to kind of get in the mix here because this thing is about to explode. Because behaviors were changed. I mean, think about it. In a span of one year, we've all changed into more of a streaming, you know, type, uh, you know, content driven type of uh, society, as opposed to more event driven where we go to concerts or we go to movies, right? And stuff like that. And so I, fi I figured, you know, this is a good time. Um, so the timing, you know, something I was passionate about. And then, um, you know, and I figured that had a, you know, unique spin I could bring to the table, right? You know, with my background in business, but also, you know, as a as a black man looking at it from a different perspective, as someone who's been interested in this for years, and then um, but I knew I needed a partner, someone that uh, understood maybe more the the show than I did, and how you create content or how you create uh, things that people like, and uh, so so I did reach out to uh, an artist you may know, <laughs> who used to be used to understand a lot of this stuff, and you know just understand how you create content, right, and how do you uh, you know, not just not just movies, but understand story, right? Because you know, building you know, building games and all that stuff that you did in your previous life, I think that's was relevant. So I figured that you know we would have a good counterbalance. Um, so um, so yeah, so that's kind of why I thought it was just timing, right? Twenty twenty showed us changes. Something could be sustainable for. I knew it was going to be sustainable. I could do it with someone that I feel I could bounce off of. So uh, so that's why I did it, and I thought it was good good time to start it. Awesome, awesome. And you know, what's amazing uh, to me is that when we started the podcast, it really didn't take us long to get together a rhythm. And, you know, we'd ha we, ha we hadn't talked at length on all these topics uh, like that, just in, in a while, almost a decade, mm -hmm. I, I would say, you know, really get down and talk on a lot of these things. And, you know, I, I, I totally um, thank you for that. I'm like, huh, you can just kind of jump back into these things and like, yeah, this is like like back in college when we were sitting in the dorm talking mad shit about um, exactly you know, the X Men cartoon <laughs> and whether they were gonna, you know. <laughs> Look, I, I, I literally have it here on my notes. I put college, that's college feel, right? It was just like because uh, it was like very similar time when you and I would just spend hours just talking about all kinds of stuff, right? And uh, I felt that this is kind of similar vibe. It's off of, I think it's really important to have interesting podcasts because those are the ones I like to listen to. So, um, so, so you got it, you nailed it. Hey, give me one second. I'm going to switch out and see if this is a better, so we don't have too much of a lag. All right. Sounds good. Let's see. Sounds fine. So how you boy, uh, how you boy Bill is saying we're doing it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> how, how that sound now? Is that better or is it about the same? Oh, you sound good. Sound good. 
Okay. Yeah. So hopefully it's not as much of a lag there with the uh, Wi-Fi, uh, but the Bluetooth phones, uh, headsets. But uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is a good time to start one. And uh, you know what? Uh, you know, I guess we'll get to it. But uh, what? Almost eight months. You know, going strong. You know, once a week and uh, um, putting out good content. And you know, I think that the importance of you know, I mean, I guess we, you know, the importance of doing it now is there's just so much content. I mean, it's just like amazing about the stuff that we can talk about and write about and, and yeah. discuss, man. And it seems like, um, you know, it's, it's just not enough, you know, podcasts to cover everything because it's too much. And so I think, uh, so I think there's a space for us here, you know, so that's kind of yeah. how I look at it. Um, so yeah, in case anybody's wondering about the vibe of the podcast, uh, Two two black college roommates, one you know, who's both spent time on California and in Florida, talking about the show side of things and the business side of things in popular media, you know, streaming wars, comic books, movies, um, etc. We kind of have a, our own little lane in that, and um, and yeah, so this is something you know you probably wouldn't have heard about being pitched before, but now it's like if there's somebody out there like you, they can probably find you on the internet, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's just weird. I mean, I was posting some stuff a couple years ago and I first started getting into analytics and I was like, Oh, you can find out what country these people are coming from and everything. And I had a huge spike in Brazil for some reason. Like I didn't know anybody in Brazil or I have no connections to it, but nevertheless, I've got, I was getting all these views and hits from Brazil. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this is the internet. But uh, that went it. away. No, I love it. I love it. And uh, I mean, you know, it's definitely a long tail. So basically what that term basically means, you know, you just create enough content, get it out there. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And then eventually, you know, the algorithms start to find you over time. Right. And so, so that's kind of okay. how I look at it. I check this. I want you to, uh, give them a little explanation on the long tail and how it matters to creatives right now, because a lot of creatives, they tend to start creating and they get kind of discouraged that they don't have like these blockbuster hits that they think they should be having. Mm, yeah. I mean, so high level from my understanding of long tail is basically um, the internet, it, you know, nothing ever gets erased from the internet. And so it's there that's searchable that someone can reach out to it, especially if it's, you know, search engine optimized, where if you do a Google search for it, then you'll be able to find it, right? Uh, whether it's through social media now or YouTube channels, things like that. So you just don't know what's going to pop, right? What you talked about maybe six months ago, what you put out there six months ago, month ago, maybe one of those things that just pops all of a sudden. So imagine long tail example of long tail is like let's say you were a doctor talking about pandemics right before covid right and you're just talking about it because that's your passion and all that i guarantee your, your audience everything spiked up in march of 2020 uh 2020 because of uh the pandemic people were there's more interest in it right it, it was more relevant at that time so long tail just means having that content that's available and packed in and then you know maybe you can talk more about the algorithms but they, over time, you know, they're they're optimized to kind of figure out what's relevant and what people want to see more of. And then if they find that out, they push more of that your way, right? So the challenge with that, though, as we saw through an election is you become, you, become, you get in a bubble and you basically don't get any new content or new ideas because they're just going to keep pushing 
stuff you like previously or that's related to the stuff you like. So yeah. you can't get, you know, blinders on, you know, what you think and all that because you're kind of getting bombarded by the same, you know, for lack of a better term, group think, right? But uh, the long tail, though, I think, you know, uh, having content out there that is relevant, um, you just don't know what's going to pop, but having quality content consistently out there and then, uh, you know, the, the algorithms will find you over time. And so I'm a big believer in that because, you know, they all it all cares about is just, what's going to get people engaged. And if you have content that's relevant for whatever reason, they're going to push it out there. The content I mean, the algorithm doesn't give a damn about you, dog. Just give it the engagement. I mean, if you, anybody's been on TikTok, you know the algorithm don't give a damn about you, because who knows why that stuff goes viral. Does, any, does anyone know why that stuff goes viral, Mr. Benja? It's, I mean, it's, it's weird, right? Because we're in a place where we're chasing this kind of viral thing but it's still it's still elusive to everybody and it kind of avoids people who are really trying for it you know and even the people who are good at it and say they have a formula will tell you well look you're just upping your probability you're not yeah. like going to go viral because you want to mm -hmm. you know it's still going to surprise you you know like you know maybe one day you know you forget to uh you forget to turn on the audio and you go viral for you know, man waving fist at camera with no audio or something like that, you know, and it's, it's just, you can't tell. So yeah, and the long it, tail, keep putting that content out there. And then you find out that people, um, you know, that's probably why TikTok, you see like someone goes viral for some one thing and then pretty much that's all they do. Right. That's just their format. Right. And it's just like, you're like, how did they do that? Because they did it one time. You probably got hit pretty hard. So now they got to constantly do the same thing over and over again. So uh, it's just crazy, man. That that's actually, I don't want to say depressing, but that goes uh, against a lot of creatives like way of thinking because, you know, before you didn't have such a concept of going viral. You're like, Hey, let me work on my craft. Let me mm -hmm. put the way things out the way I want to. And I will, teach people around me or teach people in my local gallery scene or whatever um, how I do things and they'll adjust. Now it's like the algorithm picks what it's like and then gives you the opportunity. It's like you get on this train and do what you did last week in a different way or we drop you off and go to the next person. And well, can, can I push back though? Can I push back? Push back, push back, push back, push back, son. <laughs> I think though, uh, you know, true artistry is there when there's constraints, right? If you're an artist, mm -hmm. your constraint is the the canvas, right? You can't go beyond that canvas. You have that can. You only have these type of colors, right? So, just like uh, the virality of your content, if they say, okay, you have to do something that if you're shaking your fist, that's silent, so people like that. So now, what can I do with that, right? Can I put pictures of me punching Mike Tyson, or can I, you know, show, uh, you know, uh, me, mm, uh, you know, mm. going up in the sky like Superman? So it's like, you know, that's where the creativity comes in, right? If people like that particular piece of it. I think you can play in that canvas. You just got to know the parameters, right? I mean, because that's what create. I mean, if you can't be creative, there's no boundaries, right? Because then it, there's no. Ooh. Is that correct? I know you're dropping heat, man. I love it. Why <laughs> <laughs> No, because I mean, you know, the the creative side like doesn't want you know to hear that. Um, but to a certain degree, it's like 
you are going along with this energy, this flow of, you know, popular media or whatever. And now I've started to, you know, I don't do it perfectly every time because I've got a project sitting over there on the side that no one's going to see yet because it's going to take a lot of work and it's not currently the hot thing. Or, you know, I don't even see it as something viable right now, but I'll get to it. But, you know, you've got this... um this vibe going on and the vibe is like, Hey, we gave you a little success here. Now, can you use that as a challenge, uh, you know, a constraint, as you say, can you use that as a framework to build from? And you know what? I had to set my, I had to set my ego back, my artistic ego that sits up in the mountains thinking about random shit. I had to set that aside and say, you know what? I can do even more if I work with these constraints and go with that energy flow. And I've noticed that from, and I've noticed that from, uh, from doing studies of, you know, great creators. It's like, you know, you talk about, um, you know, building MS DOS out, you know, you only had certain ways of displaying colors. You only had certain ways of doing this. And the video game designers had to work with those constraints. You talk to, you know, just, just any of the Zuckerberg, um, mm-hmm. you know, Zuckerberg was building out these applications. He had this file transfer thing going on, right? Nobody wanted to hear about his file transfer nonsense. They were like, yeah, file yeah I transfer. do remember that. I do remember yeah. that. They're like file transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Shut the hell up. What's this thing with a hot or not? What's this, you know, mm-hmm. thing about, um, you know, everybody posting on a, on a, on a stream, a wall or whatever. What's that about? And he's like, well, well, yeah, but see, we have files and we can instantly transfer the files. And what it does is it caches it along the different trail in the network. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care. This wall thing is cool. You know, <laughs> is, that a, is that a thumbs up? I like that thumbs up. And you're like, mm-hmm. and he was, he was kind of flabbergasted by it, but he said that he humbly understood what was going on. And this is probably with assistance from um, Parker, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that got him to like. No, no, no. I was thinking, I was thinking that uh, Justin Timberlake line. You know what's cool? Being <laughs> born for <laughs> billion. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so he that's played Justin I... Timberlake played Sean Parker in the uh, Facebook movie. So that's why I thought yeah. about that. <laughs> um, the Social Network, right? Yeah, Social if Network. You, if you haven't seen that, that's actually uh, a good, just a good movie um, in general, yeah. especially especially for creatives and those entertained by this type of creative versus discussion so so you know so let's 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 dig into this deeper so i would argue that there cannot be creativity without constraints and i think that constraints and creativity or if you will business and show you know are the yin and yang right you can't have one without the other and i think that's why you know we kind of i came up or we discussed having this name show versus business because they need each other, right? Because the business creates the constraints, right? You have to operate yes. within the market, what people want. You have to operate in, you know, profit and loss, you know, understand that, branding. But then within that, you know, how can you create something that people have never seen before, right? And it's going to be relevant to them and make them feel something. And to me, that's why, you know, I thought show versus business was huge because we can talk about the constraints and then how people have, you know, surpassed those, those constraints, right? And that to me, 
is mm-hmm. where the magic happens. And that's just in everything, even the sports, right? You think about like LeBron James or Michael Jordan, they're constrained by the rules of basketball, but within that, they do amazing things. And to me, that's that's huge, man. That's I think that's that's where the magic happens. Totally. And you know, and I'm I don't disagree with you there. I um I think it's where the constraints come from that bothers a lot of creatives because most creatives will put constraints on themselves if given, you know, a little space, you know, like they're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm only painting in black, blue, and orange, you know, mm-hmm. and they only use these three, uh, three paints right here. What's up, family? Hello, Virginia. Yeah. And, um, it, it's a constraint. The constraints are fine. It's just, there's something about the feeling of a constraint put on you from an external money source where all of a sudden it starts to feel like a job. You know what I mean? (laughs) I've gotten better at this because I remember one time I was like, you know what? This is good. This is awesome. People are digging it. It's going to be a thing. And I wrote it down on my whiteboard. Do this awesome thing. The minute I wrote it down, I was just like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a job. It's a job now. Well, (laughs) you know, know, I I guess, man, but... Isn't that everything, man? I mean, you know, you have to, you can't, before you become Picasso, you got to understand the the fundamentals of, the, you know, just art in general. And he probably, you know, thousands of hours just painting, you know, you know, what, uh, daisies, right? You know, to get to where he is, <laughs> his, uh, his structure. So yeah. um, I get it. You know, I think, you know, the consistency, you know, um, you know, diligence, there, there's, there's, there's freedom in that because this is just what I do, right? So it's almost not thinking, but then within that, you know, where's the creativity come? So, but I, I get what you're saying. It, cause you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I think we're all, you know, we're humans. We want the ver- varieties, the spice of life, but then we need that structure, right? Because if we didn't have that, then how could we have faith that anything would exist or we can, you know, plan for the future. So, um, so anyway, it's, it's a ph- philosophical question. And so I think, so I think show versus business gets into the, you know, it's high level, you know, fun about genre storytelling and all this other stuff. But it's a fundamental question I think humans have been wrestling with, you know, for 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 eons because we always want, you know, the flashiness. We all but the change, the variety, but we also, you know, value that structure. So it's going to be interesting. Totally. And um, if you're here listening, uh, make sure you drop in the comments what what uh. What types of what podcast player do you do you prefer, if any? Uh, how do you listen to your podcast? Um, just let us know, because I'm always curious as to how people, you know, get on podcasts, find them. You know, I'm out there searching for stuff actively, and I hear about a new podcast player. I start using it like a, I just started using Castbox actually. I, I really like that one, just because you mm-hmm. can download and organize your playlist. So anything you've heard before, you kind of scroll back and like, oh yeah, I like. I like listening to this uh, speech at the Montreal Convention Center, whatever nonsense. So it's uh, it, it's growing. But let me jump to this point. Um, speaking of the show versus business thing, it's it's really coming to a head now. I think with a lot of the the nostalgia that people are trying to create, they're trying to bring up um, not not just the nostalgia, but the uh, the social, um, you know, the social commentary that's coming out of a lot of these projects, you know, it's like, hey, well, we have to have a show where we show showcase 
blah. And it's like, okay, well, creatively, that might not fit. And it's like, too bad, do it anyway. Um, so between those two, that's where I'm seeing, like, the the current friction at in terms of show versus business really making – you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's just like um, – it does seem manipulative too, you know, kind of playing on nostalgia and your childhood. And we kind of talked about that on one of our podcasts, but uh, you know, I do feel that uh, you know, that's where, you know, the creativity is, you know, what, what other things can we mean to create, you know, feelings and they like, they're leveraging nostalgia, right. To kind of create those feelings within the structure of, you know, a story. Right. And so, so let's wrap some IP around like G.I. Joe or, you know, or He-Man or, or some, you know, some, some characters, the Care Bears guy for, you know, whatever, right. That you liked when you were younger, that brings back good memories. And then, you know, how can we wrap a story that's relevant to today? Right. You know, because you can't tell those stories back in the day. You see some of those old TV shows, man, they are, some of them are hard to get through, man. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are they thinking, man? Either the story doesn't make sense or uh, it's just, very inappropriate to, to how our sensibilities today. Right. But yeah. Uh, so, but you know, I think, you know, that's just another tool in toolbox that they, they pulled out. So it's nostalgia now. Um, but you know, I'm sure there's going to be some other tools that they're going to figure out over time. Right. As we get, you know, as, as, as you know, we kind of think through this and things evolve, but um, I, I don't know. Do you feel that that's a, a low blow going after, you know, nostalgia plays in, 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 the, in the structure of show versus business? I think it's um I think it's a good play. I I think uh I think it's a fair it's a good play, it's a fair play. I think it's a play that should happen. Um and but I don't like um constraints like this when when they come about because no one had any better idea. Like no one is I'm not sure if someone's sitting around and saying, "You know what? If we really think about what um the 80s cartoon mask was saying, you know, mm. you have to put on a mask and blah, blah, blah. And it was just a toy thing. Okay. What, what was the spirit of what did people get out of it, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it kind of, no one's, no one's really thinking that I, I've worked at a toy company and it's just like, I, somebody will get off the phone and they'll be like, Hey, can we do anything with the license for such and such? What technology do we have that can make use of this? And da, 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 da. Well, we can do this, this, and this. Are we willing to pay for it? And I, I, I get that's fine, and that's how it happens. But in those discussions, they never or they very rarely have a discussion about, hey, what's the soul of this project? Do we really want to do this? Is this a direction we want to take? Mm -hmm. um, so usually they're trying to figure out something to do, and then they go ruffling in their box of licenses or whatever, <laughs> that they could find. What's that? Okay. Oh, here it is. He's got it. Damn it. <laughs> so, so can I push back again? Do it. That's what that's what we do. Show versus Show business. That verse. Uh, well, I would say there has been one uh, recent example that's done it well, and obviously we got one recent example that hasn't done it well. So maybe we'll talk about the first one, uh, which has done it well. It's Cobra Kai. They took uh, the spirit of the Karate Kid and really turned it on his head. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you know, for those that don't know, you know, Karate Kid was a film that was in the 80s. They brought it back as a YouTube ch uh, show, and then it, it's now a Netflix show. And basically they turned it on his head instead of, like, focusing on, 
Daniel LaRusso, they just moved the camera over to his antagonist, right? Uh, Johnny, what was Johnny's last? I want to draw a blank on Johnny's name, but uh, <laughs> it's come to me later. Yeah. But uh, his nemesis in the original movie, and it was it was is a revelation, right? And so by just turning that channel one, you know that uh, the camera one degree over, and then you know you could tell all these different stories, right? It's just an angle, right? And I think that was that was wonderfully done, right? And so I think you know you can find like you know taking nostalgia taking, you know, IP licensing and then, you know, thinking creative, you know, creatively and find a different angle and it, it works, right? When it shouldn't. Um, we do have an example of something that did not do that well. <laughs> that was a recent example of uh, Masters of the Universe, right? They basically took the He-Man story and mythos and turned the camera to a different character. But instead of turning it, you know, slightly, they basically took the camera Threw on the ground, smashes and bits. <laughs> Go bought another camera down the street, <laughs> and it was one of those old time cameras where you have to rack it like this <laughs> to keep the story going. So I think um, you know, it's just to your point. I think it has to be the caring of the creative to to really say, okay, that really dig. Once you make that change, that slight change, you know, from nostalgia plays. Then to your point, you know, keeping the spirit in mind, right? You know, the characters don't really change. It's just a different perspective. And once you, I think if you do it that way from a creative standpoint, I think that there's gold there, right? With a lot of these projects. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, people are going to like what they like and I'm fine with them liking it or, or not. Um, And there are reasons to like it, but I do look at these projects and I can tell that, okay, this wasn't taken with the kind of care that the people who I knew or I think the spirit of the product would have agreed with. And, you know, we had a lot of these discussions when we were building Red Dead Redemption. Okay. You know, we're, we're coming from Red Dead Revolver, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that started out as this kind of wacky project. Well, look, real quick, before we dive into this, uh, so was Red Dead Revolver, was that, um, was that a hot property? It was a hot property. Okay. But Red Dead Redemption was a totally different. I mean, it was based on the same premise, but you guys totally re-ramped, re-ramped, revamped it. Is that correct? Yes. Um, okay. Pretty so, much a total revamp. Um, and Jeff, uh, Jeff's in there too. So if he can have any, he, he has input on that. He can let you know in the comments too. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of wacky stuff that was in the, the original Red Dead Revolver. And it was coming from a different time, um, you know, a different uh, it, a development cycle. We had, we were dealing with Capcom in the very beginning. And Capcom does the Street Fighter games, Mega Man. So they have a lot of a, more of a cartoony vibe than Rockstar Games does. So now we're developing something new. It was really difficult to just you know, put something in the game. We, we couldn't just put something in the game and say, I like that. You had to put something in the game, go talk to the original developers, find out if it makes sense. And there was this, there was this long and drawn out back and forth process where we were trying to figure out, okay, how can we go above and beyond without, um, even if we're not doing it intentionally, without, making people seem like we're shitting on where we came from or where we were in the past. So, you know, people were talking about like, um, 
there's this guy like uh, Dynamite uh, Pig Josh. Pig Josh had like dynamite strapped to him and, you know, a dynamite hat. He was, he was one of the wacky characters, right? So how do you bring something back like that in more of a, in a way that kind of makes sense? You know, hey, you you do the thing. If you if you've seen the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, you kind of see how they reference stuff like, okay, we're going to reference Luke Cage's crazy outfit, but we want people to understand that this is a different look. We understand, we respect yeah. it. We're not. It's shitting. a different tone. It's not a different tone, right? You go for yeah, a different yeah. tone, yeah. And we're not shitting on it. Um, I think I, you know, like I got mad when not mad, but. I was like, what they need to do that for when uh, Thundercats Roar, the very first intro to it was like, you know, Lionel looking at this 80s TV, like, what kind of stupid technology is this? And he cuts the TV in half and like starts railing on it. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, I don't get why you would have that kind of intro. That just sets a bad tone already. Like, we don't like where we came from. And what's fascinating to me is that the people who, are pushing this thing, the people who would share all these links, um, the people who are going to hype this up and go watch it are the people you're kind of joking on. So I don't know if they're trying to be edgy, trying to be funny, but the jokes didn't land. Mm-hmm. It's something you have to take a lot of care with. And as a, as someone who's done stand-up comedy for a while, I know about, <laughs> I know about taking care with the audience. You can't just come out and say, you know, ha ha, you're fat. It's like, whoa, whoa, you know, <laughs> What's going on? You got, you, you got to be like, well, it's the truth. You are fat, sir. It's like, nah. <laughs> you roll up and like, yeah, you got to make it work for the person. So they're laughing, you're laughing, and you both understand the tone. Yeah. So yeah. it's difficult, but the corporations have been effing with me a while now. And I've been like, you got to ah, so want to fight those corporations, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, Transformers have had that problem as well. There, there oh, even, man. there even stories of the people that were working on Transformers, not revolting, but like jumping up and down, screaming, like, "Why the hell would you make Optimus Prime do this?" You know, and they were like seriously angry as developers. Like, Michael Bay, have you even watched the, a show? What are you talking about? So it gets, it gets weird. Yeah, man. No, no. I mean, you know, you 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 preach it to the choir. I get it. I mean, you know, and I get the constraints on. Uh, you know what they're trying to do with storytelling, right? You know they 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 see all these different markets they want to go after, they want to appease them, but then you know art can't just be appeased, right? It has it has to be like you said, it has to be taken care of. You have to take people's feelings in consideration, and if you alienate, you know, because you're saying, hey, we're trying to make you know a funny reference to this, you know, how how corny eighty shows were, but then the reason why the vast majority of your audience is watching it love that eighty show. You're just gonna turn them off, man, and that's not good business either. So I think there's a fine line, and I think, um, and that's why Kevin Feige, man, he's on top of the world, man. He 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 knows how to walk that line, right? Very yes, well. exactly. And um, he knows how to give it, uh, you know, Marvel TV shows and movies, you know, to make them relevant to today. But he also walks that line to say reverence, right, to those comic book stories that we know. And he may change them up a little bit or give you a little surprise, you know, here and there for those of us that know the stories. But for the most part, you know, you can tell that he understands, like, you know, if I do this thing, it will not alienate people. 
um, but it will, you know, create interest going forward. So, um, so, so, so it's kind of interesting. You got to have that kind of balance. Yeah. The, um, I think one of the examples, you know, people were always saying it was a show in the seventies or a show in the eighties or whatever, you know, you can't expect it to be the same thing. I always throw out the captain America example and, uh, like the Iron Man cartoon. It's like, look, you go back and watch, I, I'll applaud you if you can make it through the 1970s Captain America. You know, you have to take what was there and vastly improve it. And the key thing is intention. You know, art art does not exist. Well, fine art, I should say. Fine art and film um, and popular acceptance of these things does not exist without intention. So when people think the intention is off then you know they'll their their rep their uh acceptance of it is going to be off you know mm -hmm. i don't know if you've ever seen two people look at a painting or you're watching looking at a painting and someone says you know uh all the red in this painting is made from the uh the blood of this guy's <laughs> this guy's dog who died while he was trying to finish the painting and you're like wait what the hell are you serious That's, and it you know that changes the context and changes mm -hmm. the intent so suddenly that's why the art is more valuable in that respect because the story mm. isn't just the story isn't just in what's on screen it's what the authors are telling so mm -hmm. no but you know what that's powerful man i think that's what raw in the mix is because you know people know you did your homework and that's what raw is right i mean you know like they and intention is about doing your homework right you know having a purpose for everything you do and it shows up even though you know, we may not perceive it on certain levels, but then because but subconsciously we know what's true, right? What truth is. And I think, um, you know, that's the thing about it. And it doesn't matter what it is, right? It could be any type of TV show, movie or anything. You know what real is. And that, that's a, that's amazing thing to me. I think uh, which I saw this uh, movie. What movie was it? It was um, I think it was one of those about Robert Ayers. Uh, Roger Ayer, 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 excuse me, he was uh, he was the uh, CEO of uh, Fox, you know, and I, I don't know why I bring this up, but basically he was talking about like he could tell if a person was a, um, a TV show, a TV star, but if he turned the volume down, he could just watch them. And then people know the camera, he said, never lies. So people know that's who that person is, like how animated they are, you know, how they talk, how the eyes light up, you yeah. know. And that was genuine. And if, if he gets an audience by just seeing that, he said, okay, that guy's a star. So I say that all to say is like people know, you know, truth. And so if you have intention, whether it's in movies or you have, you know, there's a reason why this is in here, right? There's a reason why this is a, the way it is. Then I think people go with it. And it could be any story. I mean, I'm trying to think, what's the craziest story I, I, I saw? I'm trying to think. There's some crazy stories I've seen, but because you felt there was intention behind it, I mean, for instance, The Matrix, man. I mean, you know, that was probably pretty crazy back in the day, but there was intention behind it. Okay. And it made the story what relevant, you know, and that, that was powerful. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was actually uh, a good example. I remember I was in a, I was at Michigan State at the time, and people were like, all the computer, the computer science department was freaking nuts at the time. You know, <laughs> you're, in the you're in the computer lab, and somebody would come in and yell, hey, we going to catch the Matrix. I got six tickets, you know. And <laughs> somebody's like, "I'll take two. you know. And people would just like run up and just bolt. It was it was a whole thing because uh, we had a theater right next to the campus. Nice, uh, nice. But yeah, it was. 
the, the computer science people were catching that intention. They were getting the idea of like, oh man, we're caught up in the matrix. You know, we're just we're just cogs in this machine programming mm. all day. And it resonated with us that school, ironically, there it was a green and drab area nah. um, <laughs> in, in, in Michigan. So we were just like, holy crap, this is speaking directly to my brain. What's going on? You know? But just little stuff they um, did, man. I mean, you know, intention, right? The, the way when he was in the Matrix, you know, uh, everything was green hinged, right? And you, you, even though we didn't know at the time, but just, you know, intention around the color palette and things like that. And then when he was in the real world, right, it was just normal colors. And so so stuff like that, you know, it's like people go on any story, man, as long as there's intention around everything you do and how you display it. And, and and ironically, that's probably why the second and third ones went off the rails so bad, because there probably wasn't a lot of intention, right, <laughs> on right. what they were trying to do with those. So uh, so I think to your point, you hit the nail on the head. If you have intention and, and truth, um, around these, then these stories can be relevant, right? And I think Cobra Kai, our example I gave earlier, is very similar. They have intention. They have a they have a point of view they want to get across. How do you take this guy who was the man in the 80s, you know, that hasn't really grown up, and how does he deal with that? And then based on that, let's tell stories in that genre, right, where we still have the same characters, but it's respect and everything that they did. And so um, so it's powerful, man. I mean, dude, we just we just figured it out. We we solved. Show business. <laughs> Done. So, so being that you're uh, so awesome in the business side of things, you know, you're, you're the, you're the, so you're, awesome. the, you're, the, you're the business mage. Um, <laughs> how do you, uh, what would you say to creatives that they need to um, do or need to consider or understand about the business side of things? Wow. Wow. What, what is, I mean, there's so many things to think about there. I mean, you know, I think. Yes. You, you, we're lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it. you no, know, the fundamentals is just, you know, what's prof, you know, uh, you know, what does it take, you know, well, first of all, just like anything, what's your market, right? Understand, you know, what's your angle and what's your market, right? Who are you going after? You know, how big is that market? You know, so um, I think that's just, and really market from a creative, I think is basically knowing yourself, what do you like doing? You know, who are the people you like hanging with, right? And what kind of art do you like, right? And I think that can give you uh, opening to understand who your market could potentially be, right? And so that's probably, so if you, you know, hey, I like to paint, you know, you know, uh, you know, slow walking ants or something like that. And so I like, you know, listen to, to, uh, you know, bug doctors and bug scientists, things like that. So go find the bug scientists on the internet, talk to them, right. And see what they like and see if they like art around this. And so, so I think understanding yourself and your audience is one. Then once you understand that, then you can try to figure out, okay, branding, right. You know, how I'm going to brand myself in this area. So it has to be, you know, relevance, a big enough market. Is it something that's sustainable something that you can do consistently? Right. Without a lot of, you know, a lot of too much effort because it's something you would do naturally. And then how are you different? Right. How if you're doing bug art, you know, how are you different from like the 20 other bug artists out there? Right. And so, you know, what's your spin? Maybe your ants are red. Right. Instead of just black. And so mm -hmm. but that's fine. Go yeah, with yeah. it and then go all in on it. So now you're the red ant guy. So every time they see you on Instagram, you got a little red ant here or something like that. And so so you're just branding yourself as the red ant guy. And so now you have your market. You have your brand so that and then, you know, to your point is that long tail, just mm -hmm. be consistent with it. And I think you'll see, you know, growth over time. Right. If you're really passionate about it. So so that's just the basics one on one, you know, how you grow an audience and how you, right. you know, I think.
Uh, no, I totally agree. But uh, I, I want to step back right quick because branding is one of those words that turns creatives off. It's just like a buzzword <laughs> that, uh, no, I, I, I can guarantee you a lot of them don't get what branding really means. So what's a really quick short on branding? What is that? Yeah, branding is how do you stand out from the crowded market or how do you stand out from the next guy, in my opinion, is basically what makes you unique and different. And I'm a, one of those people, I'm a humanist, so I think uh, everybody's unique and different, but you really have to hone in on that and can articulate it quickly and easily to the, to the, to the, to the, to the people you talk to. And that's, that's, that's a challenge, right? Because it's how do you distill you know, someone who's lived on this planet, you know, 20, 30, 40 years into like one or two sentences to differentiate yourself. But that's really what branding is. Just, you know, that that one or two things that make you totally different from anyone else in the world and what you do. And that's kind of how you stand out, you know, and, and that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning it more and more too every day, man. But, uh, uh, you know, and especially in the world now where there's so much social media and all that and so many things buying for your attention that, you know, you need, you know, whether it's visual, maybe you're the guy that always wears a hat, you know, <laughs> you see him, or you're the guy that always has dreadlocks, right? Boom, yeah. there you go. <laughs> and so now that's that's the people. But then, you know, that's your brand. So I think that's the key. I think, um, you know, having that unique uh, differentiator that makes you different. And so it's not a scary word. It's just, it's really about really thinking through, you know, what makes you different. And, and I gave the framework is really looking at those three areas. Is it a big enough opportunity, a market, you know, you know, that people that like what you do, is it something you can do consistently for a long time? So it's sustainable. And then also, you know, what's different about what you do. Right. And so if you kind of put in those three frameworks, um, those three uh, things, I think you can definitely stand out from the crowd of what you do. And then obviously the, the, you know, the other thing is, you know, being raw, right. You got to, do the work, <laughs> make sure it's excellent, <laughs> right? And what you do can't just come in crap. I mean, you might get some hits, but it's not going to last long. <laughs> yeah. That's the dangerous thing. When you come in there, um, you know, and you're not, you're, you're not a raw dog and you just kind of drop something and then you go away. Um, like T pains, a classic example. I was just talking about him earlier. It's like, no, no, T pain is raw. He's not just, he's not just a gimmick. He's not just in the mix. Dude is raw. And people didn't get it until he just kept on coming with oh, it. And they man. were like, you just from Tallahassee, man. You Tallahassee folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he came from Riddick High School. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, real quick, I don't mean it. Did you see that Netflix, uh, This Is Pop? Do you see that special where he talked about it? I still haven't watched that one. I watched How to Be a Tyrant, which is weird and dangerous, but yes. <laughs> yes, you watched it. We got to talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming up next on the Show versus Business podcast. <laughs> so where's the... Where's so, uh, oh, you talked about the pop thing. Okay, for, for those people, I, I haven't seen it yet, but um, you're going to say something about it? Well, just, yeah, T-Pain has an ep episode. Basically, they go through all the different... Um, genres and it, that would influence pop over the last i guess 15 20 years t-pain had his own episode i think there was one on boys and men but i was gonna watch that later but the t-pain one was interesting interesting because basically you know it was something he took with all tune and you know that people have done it before i think Cher had a hot hit called believe the actual doctor that created it you know got billions of millions and billions of dollars off of it it was something they used to autocorrect, you know, vocal people. And he just took it to the next level. And they 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 trashed him, man. They trashed him. They said he was ruining music. 
Uh, but the songs he had back in the early 2000s, man, everybody was b- bumping him, man. And uh, it's still hot to this day. And uh, But he said he went through depression because people, you know, you know, talk bad about him and all this stuff. But I think he really, and then, you know, I think he really came back into the forefront when he, um, I guess he sang at uh, on this um, this uh, YouTube show, uh, what was it called? Little the Desk. Or imp- oh, no, well, yeah, that Tiny too. Desk, Tiny Desk, Tiny Desk. Tiny Desk, yeah, he did... Uh, one of his songs, and he did a cappella, and everybody's like, "T Pain can sing!" <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> OMG! So then you know, then the mass singer, of course, and then so so I think you know he's just one of those guys that you know, uh, to your point, you know, he you know is a true artist, but he just wasn't recognized as an artist because the gimmick he chose, you know, or the the differentiator, for lack of a better term, you know, he he chose to kind of differentiate himself from, because he talked about that too, man. If you watch that show, he talked about, there's so many rappers, right? How do I stand out from these other rappers? I need a new sound. And, uh, you know, that was the sound he came up with. So, Did, did you see his rant? No. <laughs> okay, I've got, I'm, I'm going to post the rant up, but uh, no, T-Pain, he's got, a, he's got a live stream Twitch thing, so he's doing this whole, um, he's doing this whole media thing himself too. But he's on Twitch and he listens to people's beats. And I think somebody said something in the comment like, "Man, you ain't even listening to my beat." And he just he flipped. He was, he was like, "Do something different. It's the same thing. Do something That's different." Right. How everybody coming here sounding like the baby? This this dumb baby and a little baby. They're already two niggas sounding like name baby doing what you're trying to do. Do something different. And he just like went crazy on him. Um, I, and it was so true. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, how you gonna sound? <laughs> well, branding one on one sound different, man. Differentiate yourself, and so <laughs> you're right, man. It's like, it, and I get it, man. It's hard because you, you know what's what's the one thing you know you gotta experiment, play with it. You know, something you like and something you think is something you can sustain. But he's right, man. Music and it's and music now, man, with SoundCloud and all this stuff, you can just put stuff out so quick. So you can experiment a lot faster. And that's probably why hip hop is so dominant right now in uh, music, because, you know, you can put so much stuff out so quick, so much faster, you know, than you can with other types of uh, genres. So it's kind of interesting to see hip hop being a dominant form right now. So anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do a music podcast, but basically. Uh... <laughs> so let me ask this. Let me ask this. What's um, what, what's coming up for uh, show versus business? Ooh, man, I'm asking, sure I'm asking like I'm not working with you on it, but yes. I know, I know, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to probably do some more video content, try to, you know, expand the brand a little bit. You know, I think this year, I mean, there's been so much good IP that we've been talking about. You guys are good. Uh, you love Marvel, things like that. You know, definitely we're that, that, that place you can get the Marvel hits. Talk about Star Wars or Star Wars hits. But I think what we want to do is start thinking about, like, how do we, you know, help creators i think you you hinted on it help creators with um you know taking their their brand for like a better term to the next level right understanding the business side and how you can marry that with what you're building and so you know and that would be take the form of like you know uh emails newsletters you know just building a community around this because i think you know there's this i think we're in a unique time where anybody can be a creative but you know you have to follow the rules of you know the structures a business in order to, 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 to succeed. And I think, and we, we talk about that too. You don't need a lot of fans to be successful now. Right. So, um, 
you don't need a lot of fans to be successful now. And so we can take the lessons learned from the big guys, Marvel and DC. Well, DC, they're not doing too good, but mm. we'll see. <laughs> not a good mm. example. We'll do case studies on what, what's a good example from an entertainment standpoint. And take those examples and apply it to your creative business, right? So you can have a sustainable uh, business long term because, you know, that's what life's about, man. Enjoying what you do. And if you guys are creative and doing positive things like like Mr. Benja here, man, I think the, you know, the sky's the limit. So, so yeah, man, definitely. Um, I'm excited about just, you know, building a community like this that people who want to create good, great content, uh, but want to create it so they can live and eat, then I think hopefully, you know, we can give them some insight on that over time. So, so that's what's coming, building a community and, you know, giving great insights over time, how they can continue to grow. Definitely, definitely. And uh, Jeff, I don't want to miss your comment there about, um, about TikTok, but uh, apparently you might have to get on it. You might need that constraint. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's going to be doing all the TikTok dances, you know. <laughs> oh man i was i literally saw someone do that the other day i was at a grocery store someone put their phone up they had walked up to the counter put a phone up and they just start doing these little moves i'm like what is going on <laughs> oh this is tiktok <laughs> now so that's that now that that but they look like crazy man they like got that having a seizure but hey there it is man so yeah. Yeah, we had to uh yeah, there's it's just it's weird right now. That's all I'm saying. There's the landscape is weird. Get out there, do what you do, uh build, create, work on your art design and development. That's what I'm here for. Um and with definitely working with you, keep the show versus business going. Um before we uh round this out, let us know unless you've got something else going on, you want want to tell us. Um but round us out. Let us know where we can find the podcast um, and how to listen. Yeah, definitely. Go listen to uh, Show Versus Business. Where if you listen to podcasts, we're definitely on Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeart. <laughs> I don't know how we got on that one. But, uh, yeah, so go check us out. Uh, we're definitely on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Show Versus Business. We have Facebook, Show Versus Business, Twitter account. So definitely hit us up. We do uh, podcasts once a week. Um, we got over... Shoot, what, 30, almost 35 in the bag. So go check us out. And uh, definitely some great content coming up here in the second half of the year. We've got some great movies coming out. Um, so and TV shows. So we definitely want to talk to, about that as well. Some content around what's going on in the stock market. We talked a little bit about meme stocks. We talked about NFTs. So if you any buzzword in business that you heard about, we probably talked about it. So go listen yeah. and go listen to uh, get the latest and greatest on that. Right, definitely. Because for sure, if there's a new technology, a new wave of something, you can be sure that some creative somewhere is going to jump on it and profit from it. So why not have it be you? Um, and I mm. think that's one of the reasons why we we keep on looking at this because, yeah, we're creatives. There's a new place to create. Boom. Let's make it a constraint. Let's go. Jeff. I love it. I love I it. I don't care what you say, Jeff. We're going to get you on TikTok. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, man. all right man that's all i got for today i'm just gonna uh close this one out it's great having you always um you're one of the easiest person to talk to of course i have like no notes here i'm like 
talk to Theo, and it's it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> talk to talk to Theo. Just talk. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Well, thank you for giving me this outlet to talk to everyone. And uh, man, keep going, doing what you're doing, man. You're definitely differentiating yourself out there in the industry, and uh, you know, um, doing God's work out there, man. So keep it up. <laughs> All right, man. Iron sharpens iron. I'll see you later. Later, brother. Peace. All right. Cool. So that was uh, Theo, uh, old college roommate, um, co-host on Show Versus Business, which is which what we do. Stop right now. If you're not on podcast you're, and you're not in the podcast bubble, go ahead and load up your podcast player and search for Show Versus Business. Subscribe. Let us know what you think. Uh, sure, at some point we'll have an episode or drop something that, that interests you. I know you're not interested in every episode we do, but as we said with the long tail, there's something in that catalog for you that you can probably check out and enjoy. And this conversation that we just had is kind of the vibe and structure of that whole podcast. So I don't post too much about it here on my channel because I'm usually about art design development, but that's what that other podcast is about. And uh, do what's a good podcast app? Um, I personally, if you're on Apple, Apple Podcast is simple and functional, but I prefer CastBox. Um, not many people use it, but I like CastBox because you can create favorites and playlists of all episodes that you found before. And it's it's pretty intuitive. And um, I don't know of a, another podcast player that can really like save up a library of episodes that you've, you've um, found. So that's CastBox. If you like something pure, simple, straight to the point, Podbean. Um, and if anybody else has any others, you know, you can jump, put them in the comments. Jeff mentions uh, Spotify. Yes, we are on Spotify. Um, you can listen to podcasts there. A lot of people like Spotify because it's both music and your podcast all in one place. So you don't have to worry about a separate app. Amazon Music now has podcasts. So if you already use Amazon Music, you can search for podcasts on that. So it's kind of whether you like, um, you know, more complicated organizing, uh, really simple. Um, let's see what else is there. Google Podcast. Uh, that's actually that's actually the basic player that comes with most Android type phones, so you can use that as well. Kind of similar to how Apple Podcast is the generic podcast player for Apple. It's just simple. It kind of works. Mariah says, had Podcoin, but didn't use it much. Simple, easy. Yeah, Podbean is uh, the simple, easy one that comes to mind. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Pandora. Uh, a lot of people used to listen to Pandora. If you still rock with Pandora, they have podcasts on there now. Um, there, there are a lot of them. You know, if you have a if you have a friend who listens to podcasts, you may want to start with their suggestions because they'll be able to they'll probably relate to you and you're like, oh, I use podcasts for this too. Let's go to the gym. You know, so as I said, I I like Castbox because you can set up playlists and if I'm on a long drive or like driving to Vegas or something for four hours, I can just set up the podcast playlist. I can save off my favorites, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it. Uh, do want to appreciate everybody who came through. Uh, if I didn't shout you out, you know, Mrs. Official J, social media anxiety. You know, I used to have social media anxiety. Now I'm on Instagram TV doing this nonsense and my anxiety has gone. Um, 
I have different anxieties about social media now. <laughs> Special K51, um, Virginia Annette. Definitely thank everybody. So uh, do great session. See you tomorrow. Yep, I'll be back on here. I have a few other other podcasts uh, that I'm going to be doing for BenjaCon this week. Uh, I've got John Diaz, um, young developer, coming through on his stuff. Works at Electronic Arts. He's done work with Bungie. Um, used to work with us at Rockstar Games. Really knows his stuff on fire. He's out there. We've got uh, Raphael Phillips. You you may have seen his work on stage with like Katy Perry. Uh, worked at Rockstar Games with us. Um, you know, Jupiter's Legacy, all the costumes were 3D modeled by him. And so those constructions were made by Raphael. He, badass guy, badass artist. Uh, we're going to have him on. Have a special guest that I'm not going to announce just yet. You'll have to watch my page for it. We have a new addition to the lineup that's not on there that's going to be coming in Sunday. So those of you who know Comic-Cons and all those events, they kind of shut down on Saturday and Sunday is the, the last little day. We have a special guest on Sunday. So um, mark your calendar for that. I'll post up information later. And yeah, we've got another marketer, um, another guy. Uh, a marketer is Eddie P. We've got a, a, a military guy who's done... who does art and he is like when i say discipline this guy comes at it from a military angle so saturday we're going to get military discipline from josh moreno who can just crank out work and keep going and uh shape you artists up because uh, i know all you artists have flabby have flabby discipline in your art skills so all right, we'll be doing that. Uh, get at me, comment on stuff. Uh, let's keep this interactive. We'll talk about things. If there's something I, I talked about that I didn't post up, let me know and I'll get back to it. But in the meantime, I will see you later. Love you all. Thank you for following me along. Peace. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.